On the evening of August 24th, 2019, a call comes in to 911. It is a concerned citizen saying that there is a suspicious male. The male was walking south on Billing Street wearing a ski mask and flailing his arms. The caller said clearly during the call that he did not believe the person was armed and he did not believe that anyone was in immediate danger. Shortly after, police arrived. They made contact with the man, but what happened next was heartbreaking. This is the Elijah McLean story. Some of my content has mention of extreme violence, sexual assault, and or other triggering content. Discretion is advised. So, um, before we get fully into everything, um, I just wanted to give a update that this is going to be very upsetting. Um, this story deals with police brutality um, and murder by police and I, I don't say that lightly this was murder um elijah was the victim and these police officers were the killers and i am making sure that i use those words even though daddy youtube doesn't like that <laughs> um <laughs> because this is important um i read through the whole transcript and i put most of it in here so my first while of this podcast is going to be the full transcript of what happens because this doesn't take too long um what i will say is there's a lot of layers to this story but it it was emotionally draining writing it um it's going to be emotionally draining hearing it this is a very heavy story and so, if this is not your jam, I'm cool if you skip it. If you get upset at any of this time, skip it, take a break, do whatever you need to do, because this should and will not be taken lightly. So, that's my two cents. Go forth. <laughs> what, I, what I would say is, um, if those things are true and you don't want to watch this, um, mm -hmm. This is a very important case, though. Please read a little bit about it. And, you know, even if it's hard to listen to and not something you don't want to listen to us because you don't want to hear us go into details, at least read some, you know, quick articles on it because it's something that you should know has happened. Mm -hmm. um, I also will say uh, their court dates are this month. Okay. Um, I did not know that writing this right. it just kind of aligned with that but i think that it's really important that we do pay attention to those court dates because uh -huh. this is kind of a make or break in our law system as well um and i just think it's really important basically the accountability um mm -hmm. you know like with um the i'm trying to remember the i feel like the police officer's name was derek chauvin um but mm. the um the police officer that actually did get charged and george floyd george floyd thank you yeah um and it was derek kavanaugh uh yeah and he he actually did get held accountable ish i don't but 
we can get there when we get there. But the point is, like, that's one of the few times that something like this has happened and there was some accountability. So let's hope for more. Mm-hmm. Um, the trials, uh, just so you guys know before we dive into this, um, two of them are going to begin around September 18th. Now, that's may not be when it happens, but... And the other one is set for October 16th. So that is coming up, um, and just so you know to pay attention to those things um so literally after we record like a week or two weeks after we record mm -hmm. um i also wanted to say that we are, are i don't know how to put this in the right way we try to be very non-biased mm -hmm. in our stories i try to write it to where you can draw your own conclusions um to who's right and who's wrong However, <laughs> this is not one of those. Um, I'm going to be biased probably in this. Um, say what you will, do what you will. If you don't like that, that's okay. I think some bias is okay at, right. when you uh, specify that's bias too. Mm -hmm. Like when you say it like you are, that's right. bias. Like it, you know. A it, lot of stories, I go both sides. This one, I do not. Yeah, and this is, um, speaking of bias, I was going to mention this because we talked about this between the uh, podcast. One of our listeners mentioned on the last one uh, about the Amazing Randy. <laughs> Apparently that was biased on the uh, on the documentary. So go look into the Amazing Randy because apparently he was not as bad as the documentary painted him. And also that means he's not as bad as we painted him. So... <laughs> That was a documentary reveal, so. I, yeah, it was. It was a documentary, <laughs> and we, we, had, we had to go off of what they were going off of. But, you know, we, we want to be correct, too. So maybe Amazing Randy wasn't that bad of a guy. Um, shout out to the listener who pointed that out. <laughs> <laughs> but we can move past that. But if we make a mistake like that, we will correct it. Right. And I make mistakes in my research, um, and I am fully fine to own up with to them. Yep. Um, so... Like I said, disturbing, caution, please don't listen if this is going to, you know, send you into trauma, basically. Yeah, but do, um, do look up the moral or the gist of the story, mm -hmm. though, too, to know, because it is important. Because the fact that it is disturbing and distressing is the whole point. Um, yes. It is very, very hard to hear because it is so traumatizing for everyone involved mm -hmm. so here we are all um, right so do you have anything about kind of setting the timeline here um because and the reason why i bring this up is this was right around covid right yes okay this was like right around lockdown period times <clears throat> right yes um so this was august 24 of 2019 so we we haven't went into lockdown yet because we in we did in 2020 correct? right covid I, I think you're right covid 19 mm -hmm. what and i'm not by no means an expert but I, I feel like i know this much well enough to say it covid 19 is the 19 is because the year it was discovered was 2019 but the year that it really started happening a lot was 2020 but it's it was discovered in 2019 so i feel like it was discovered at the end of 2019 or you know somewhere 
somewhere in that and then 2020 is when we started having the lockdowns yeah it plays a big part in this um as well as like george floyd did and we will get to all that stuff sure um so yes timeline is very important here um like i said what i did on my research here was this first part is straight from the body cam footage on those police officers Mm -hmm. and that has been released i am going to go through all of that we will probably take a little bit to discuss certain things and then i'm going to go into the breakdown of what happens after who elijah was and where we are now okay so that's our coming up on i guess that's the um (laughs) yeah that's the the i don't know itinerary the schedule yes um i don't know if this will be two parts but we'll We'll find out yep depends on how mad we get (laughs) yeah um so this part like i said is released from the body cam footage that were on the aurora colorado police officers that night i will link below so you can read word for word um and see the footage if you want to for yourself um i didn't take a lot out didn't move around a lot i paraphrased a little bit when it's like dead air but that's about it um so i'm telling you right now this is disturbing and distressing to hear um police made contact with elijah and told him to stop that's the first thing um they tell him that they have the right to stop him because he is being suspicious they tell him to turn around and begin putting his and he began putting his hands behind his back elijah is saying over and over let me go um the police tell him to stop tensing up elijah states i am an introvert please respect my boundaries that i am speaking the police continue to basically manhandle him um elijah then says please stop i'm just going home Uh, The officer says, relax, or I'm going to have to change this situation. Elijah begs him to leave him alone. He says, you guys are starting to arrest me, and I was stopping my music to listen. Now, let go of me, please. The audio is somewhat hard to hear because the noise and the crossover talking. Um, The cops begin saying that they have his arms. Then they tell him if he doesn't stop, they will tase him. Elijah says a couple times, please, please, I can't breathe. Then he says, my name is Elijah McCann. And this is where I'm going to go word for word from the cop cam. So we have cop two. We have to use cartoid. Um, That is the restraints that are performed by compressing the sides of the neck to restrict blood flow from the brain and render a person unconscious. I didn't know that. At the time, this hold was legal for cops to perform. So, Elijah McLean says, that's all I was doing. I was just going home. I'm just different. That's all. That's all I was doing. Cop two, he reached for your gun, dude. Elijah, I'm so sorry. I have no gun. I don't do that stuff. I don't do any fighting. Why would you taser me? I don't do drugs. I don't kill flies. 
I don't eat meat, but I'm not a vegetarian. I don't judge people or anything. Please forgive me. All I was trying to do was become better. You are beautiful, and I love you. Cop 2. That's fine. Elijah, you can try and forgive me. Cop 2. He was hitting at us. Elijah, officer, I'm a Pisces sun and a moon Gemini. Stop, stop. I'm so sorry. That really hurts. The officers at this time was saying things between them. Nothing of big importance, just kind of chitter-chatter. The paramedics came, and in response to the officer saying that Elijah went for a gun, Elijah says, Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to do that. I just can't breathe directly because... Dot, dot, dot. Cop 2, what kind of drugs did you take tonight? Elijah, weed. Cop 1, got to throw up, dude? Elijah, yeah. Cop 1, throw up right there, okay? Don't throw up on me. Cop 2, he started to kind of walk from us, so these two wrapped him up in the midst of wrapping him up, pushed him against the wall right there. He reached for a gun, dude, so... Elijah, fuck, I can't get up, fuck. Another person. He'd got a mask on his face, he was acting kind of weird, nothing really criminal. My officers go to pick up contact with him, he started acting crazy, and he attacked me. Um, cop one, he even ended up trying to put a, I think it's cartridge hold on the guy. That hold, basically. Yeah. And actually, and then he trails off. Elijah, please. Cop one, well, stop fighting us. Cop two, stop fighting us. Speaker four, um, we put that hold on him. To put him out. Um, they were able to put handcuffs. We're still struggling with him. I have fire on scene. Elijah, please help me. Cop 2. So when the ambulance gets here, we're going to go ahead and give him some ketamine. This was at 1712. So they had been in contact with him for 17 minutes. Um, so he was walking away from us. This is the cop. Um, he did this like hey dude just relax thing um <clears throat> he was saying things that didn't make sense like all over kind of crazy so we take him down we take him down in the grass because it's right there by the rocks cop three okay cop two and then he starts going even crazier so we cornered him against the wall cop three what was he doing acting crazy cop two He's saying stuff like holding his arms in and like, I don't remember exactly what he was saying, but just acting really strange. Cop one, yeah, can you draw five millimeters of ketamine? Paramedic, yeah. This is now 18 minutes after the 911 call started. Cop two, put his arm down here and I can throw my knee right on his tricep, then he can't move. Can I stop you for just one second? I, mm -hmm. I wanted to let you read through it, uh, but I had one question about what you said. Mm -hmm. You said the cop asked the paramedic to draw five millimeters of ketamine? Yes. Why? So that's something I just want to draw attention to. I don't know mm -hmm. why the cop is telling the paramedic what to do with the medicine. Uh, maybe I don't understand that very well, but I feel like that's the paramedic's call. It is. Supposed to be. Okay, I, that, we can move on from it, but yeah. I just wanted to point that out because I, I felt weird hearing that, so... Um, mm -hmm. 
go, go ahead and keep going though. Okay. Um, so cop two says, put his arm down here and I can throw my knee right on his tricep. Then he can't make, then he can't move. Make sure he can breathe. Keep him on his side. Elijah. Okay. I'm okay. Then the last word stated by Elijah McLean was reportedly, I can't breathe. I have my ID right here. My name is Elijah McCann. After that, he goes in and out of consciousness. Cop one. So when the ambulance gets him here, we're going to go ahead and give him some ketamine. Cop one. Once this, the medicine kicks in, we're going to uncuff him and put him on the bed. And then we're going to restrain him after we put him in the bed. Um, then the speaker four says, well, is he in custody or will he be there by the hospital staff? Is, how's he going to get on him on his side? Let's get him on the gurney. First grab this, I got it. This is the last of what we have from the body cam footage. The whole interaction was 25 minutes. So that's them putting him in the, basically the, the ambulance. ambulance. Yeah. Um, they did administer ketamine. Um, that's very important. And the amount of ketamine that they did, which I say. The five millimeters. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I know that was kind of back and forth. I know that wasn't the best way to get this information across but i, I think, wanted to make sure that i got everything in I, there i think you did a good job of it um i wanted to give both sides because i want to present the evidence fully of what it is and i want you to see like some of the cops said like make sure he can breathe things like that in here because right. they were wrong completely wrong but there were little bits in here where you can see maybe... Like, not fully in... I don't, I don't know how to say it. Not fully intent for what the thing uh, that ended up happening. Like, happened. maybe they weren't fully uh, intending on it to happen, but it still happened. It doesn't change that it happened. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just need to take a deep breath after all that. <laughs> I know. You talked you talk a lot there, and that, but you did a good job reading that. And it's... It's just so it, hard to read. Yeah, it is. Um, so. I, so I will say uh, one of the things that I thought about in this that is kind of... You talked about saying both sides. I want to mention, like, we, we understand that police's jobs are hard, mm -hmm. right? And so we understand that, like... Is probably is hard to tell when somebody has an intellectual disability versus maybe somebody who's high. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that's what they thought was mm -hmm. that he was high. Yeah. That, uh, that doesn't excuse what happened and how it went. But, it, yeah, it's going to be hard to know those differences, I'm sure. Like, maybe they, they made the wrong read there. But the things that were the real problem in this was, A, they weren't listening to him. I mean, you heard all the nice things he was saying, like... Right. And the things he was... Like, uh, so, like, they weren't listening to him. And they were actively trying to do things like cut off his air supply, even though 
they did say like make sure he can breathe like they also were putting that hold on that you mentioned that is designed to make it to where he can't breathe so they're doing the opposite of what they're saying right so there's a lot of contradictions in this there is um of like what is happening versus what is being said at some points right um so let's break this down a little bit um because it is a lot of back and forth with what I just said. So, um, after struggling to handcuff Elijah, officers brought him to the ground and used that hold. Um, we can call it the cart hold, um, which restrain, restricts blood to the brain to render someone unconscious. It sounds, and I believe it's like in the throat. I was going to say, it sounds to me like what would be like a headlock, basically. Yeah. But not maybe the exact same, but mm-hmm. like the same thing as like somebody puts somebody in a headlock and they pass out. Like the same thing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, just a different style of a hold, I'm sure. Yep. When medical responders arrived after about 15 minutes, paramedics injected him with ketamine, a powerful sed- uh, sedative. Um, this was all to get Elijah to be cooperative. Um, so let's be clear here. Elijah did not have a weapon of any kind and did not know why the cops were stopping him. They never did say, really, there why was they never, were stopping yeah. him. There wasn't ever really a reason. Um, Other than he just had a black mask on, right? Or a mask yeah. on. It didn't say if it was a black mask. It's basically like a, one of the ski masks. That's what uh, I was picturing. I don't remember if I got that from one of the previous stories or if you did mention it earlier. Yeah. But. Um, it seems he did uh, resist arrest a little, um, but I think he was freaking out, to be honest. He was, um, he was scared, and he was also, he mentioned some things, like, I, you know, I couldn't hear you, like, I didn't, I had my music on, I was trying to get to where I could hear you, you know. Yep. He did tell them that he did not have a gun, and preferred his own space. He also told them he was different. Mm-hmm. Not that he had to do that. Yeah. Just to be clear. Um, I am saying the straight facts, and we will get into all the stuff. Um, So, Elijah briefly passed out and vomited a couple of times during this whole arrest. Which they probably blamed on the the weed, basically, Mm -hmm. from what he said earlier. Right. Um, When paramedics arrived at the scene, they diagnosed Elijah with excited delirium, meaning that they thought he was exhibiting superhuman strength. Without talking to him or physically touching him, they injected him with 500 milligrams of ketamine, a dose that would have been slightly too much for a 200-pound person. However, Elijah weighed 143 pounds. I don't see. I don't know the... That's confusing to me. Didn't we say earlier it was like 5 milligrams? Was it they were supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Well, he said... Will you do five? They asked, the cop was talking and he said five. So I don't know if... If, like, the person did knew. more. <laughs> yeah, maybe. If, if there was miscommunication. Well, yeah, that's a good was, point, too. Like, he's not the one usually doing the doses. Right. So, like, he could have just said a number. Right. Um, so shortly after Elijah was loaded into the ambulance, the paramedics discovered that he had no pulse and was not breathing. He went into cardiac arrest while being transported to the hospital. Doctors and nurses worked hard to save Elijah's life. 
Three days after the incident, Elijah was declared brain dead. The family had to make the hardest decision on what to do now. The best for Elijah was just to let him go. He would never have a regular life at this point. Elijah lived three more days after being taken off life support. On August 30th, Elijah died at the age of 23. That's obviously hard to hear. Um, I don't even really know what to say at that, but um, I guess on, on the front of you know the the brain dead piece when they do that it's basically they're not going to pull someone off of life support unless there's no hope of recovery Mm -hmm. um and so that's likely what was happening there is that there was not even just like saying that there's no hope of returning to normal but like that there was probably no hope of him even being able to move again right um so yeah Um, This is all very, very hard to hear, Um, but when you know a little bit more about Elijah, it gets really hard. (laughs) And this is probably where I haven't heard as much, but I already kind of felt uh, felt that because of the things he was saying, Mm -hmm. like when he was being restrained. Um, And I remember that at the time, too, as you know. The things he was saying just didn't match up with what was being done to restrain him, and, and yeah. Um, Elijah was the kindest man you would ever come across. He worked as a massage therapist, and his clients loved him. He was self-taught in guitar and violin, and you know how hard <laughs> self-teaching yourself an instrument is. Yeah, I've tried to teach myself teach myself guitar forever and i have yeah it's hard Mm -hmm. really hard he loved animals and he volunteered to play the violin for stray cats at the shelter because he believed that the music helped soothe them so he would like go to the shelter and play violin for them yeah um elijah was different but like we all are um that's the beauty of being human. Um, you get to be many different things, and that's okay. Um, but he was such a gentle soul. Um, he didn't like surprises right. or people touching him. Yeah. Those were things that just he didn't care for. Um, and many people have wondered if Elijah was on the autism spectrum. Um, his mother says that there was no official diagnosis. But professionals say that his behavior was consistent with someone on the spectrum. And I want to I want to clarify something I said earlier. I mentioned intellectual disabilities earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was something that I had heard that he had, and and uh, people could potentially say being on the spectrum, they could call it that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something I had heard, but if I misspoke in and that's you know not the case that's my bad i apologize for that Uh, i just uh, that's something i had heard so now Mm kind of hearing this i'm like i hope i didn't misspeak earlier and mislabel him yeah i mean we don't really know i think he wasn't diagnosed with a lot of things um i i think a lot of people were just like oh he's just this super cool different person yeah um which happens a lot you 
don't always get diagnosed and that's okay. Right. Um, so some of the common signs of people that are on the autism spectrum is difficulty interpreting what others are thinking or feeling, um, trouble interpreting facial expressions, body language, or social cues, um, also difficulty regulating emotion, lack of emotional control, and sensitivity to light sounds and crowds. Which is kind of where I was thinking with you saying didn't like surprises like mm-hmm. that. Those kind of go hands in, hand in hand if that's the case is or or why some people might think that maybe he you know could have been on that you know Mm -hmm. so tell me this if you were walking home from a convenience store i think they said he was just buying some tea like literally just some tea um he was wearing a ski mask because he had a disorder with keeping himself warm um so he wore a lot of layers Right, um, and this was Colorado, and... Mm-hmm. And it, he's a pretty thin guy. It was September, so, like, it's not winter, but also, if he has an issue keeping himself warm, plus September's starting to get fall, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's not... That's not crazy, you yeah. know? So he's walking home, he's got his earbuds in, he's got his mask on, probably a jacket, um, and then you're just walking, and all of a sudden, cops are putting their hands on you. Especially, because that's what happened. He had no idea they were coming. Right, yeah. If he didn't look, if he didn't see them, mm-hmm. um, which they claimed, they claimed that he did, right? They claimed that he gave them, like, uh, some sign saying, like, oh, it's all good or something. But he could have thought, maybe they're not here for me because I didn't do anything. That's true, too, yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm just getting tea. Like, how, right. how are you? Maybe, you know? maybe he was like, oh, somebody's getting pulled over over there. Right. Or somebody's I mean, getting we all do busted. That. Like, I do that all the time. Right. Um. So how would you react to that? Not, um, not well. Not well at all. Um, I was thinking about this case today, um, and <clears throat> it literally, he was walking down the street, and... He was just a black person and a different person, and he got killed. And I just don't think that me being white and not on the spectrum or not in his shoes, I know the gravity of that. Like, people always say, like, with women, like, you'll never, men will never understand why we have to, like, walk through a parking lot with our key. Mm-hmm. in our knuckle you know they're never gonna get that right because that's just something we do instinctively i cannot imagine having to worry about a cop because of my skin color right or just worrying like i don't i don't have that issue i don't think i i'm not aware of that i don't feel like i should be scared of cops and i never had to experience that yeah, and so one thing I, I want to say to that, too, is... So I think I think there are people out there, and I don't necessarily... Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with this way of thought, but I think there are people out there saying, why are these two white people telling this story mm-hmm. when they, they can't relate to it? But I think there's something really important about... Um, white people trying to understand and relate to it right Right. there's a there's a difference between 
uh, ignoring it and just being like, this is not a real problem in America. And being like, hey, I, I understand that it's not happening to me, but I want to understand what it's like for people uh, who have that issue. Mm-hmm and try to relate because I feel like that is going to be one of the things that helps the situation get better is people trying to understand and people trying to put themselves in other people's shoes. Right. And I know that some of the comments are going to say, like, why are you bashing on police officers? And I will say this as just from my view, and I could be right and I could be wrong, and I never have been in this situation. I... To me, there are good cops and there are bad cops. The difference in this is that the bad cops are not getting fired. They're not getting reprimanded. They're not getting jail time. Like, that's the thing. There's good people and bad people, and how we discern those is law. And I feel like good cops and bad cops are all the same. So Because they're not getting any punishment for what they're doing right so i've said this to you before off camera and i can't remember if i've ever said it on this podcast but here's here's my thing there is absolutely good cops and there are absolutely Mm -hmm. bad cops now there are people out there there are people out there that only argue you know one side or the other they're Mm -hmm. all bad or they're all good but what i want to say this to the people who are like they're all good what if you were going to pick any profession where you were going to be able to discriminate against people and get away with it what profession would you pick because there are absolutely police officers who go into it wanting to just serve and protect and help people and i really appreciate everything they do Mm -hmm. there are police officers though too that you know had that thought process of well i i'm discriminating against whatever race whatever gender anything like that um i'm discriminating and i know that as a police officer i'm less likely to be held accountable to it Mm -hmm. and how do you vet that out when you're becoming a police officer like there's not if somebody hands you a a form that's like are you racist they're gonna be like no I mean, like, how are you going to prove that? Like, it's just there is going to be bad apples that get in there. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is exactly right. Like, those bad apples need to be held accountable. That's what's going to stop that from happening is when people start going, oh, I'm not going to be a police officer because uh, being racist and things like that. A police officer isn't what I should do to get around the system and be able to be racist and it'll be fine Mm -hmm. not if you're getting held accountable for it so i think that's one of the big things that would help a lot in this situation is is accountability yeah so hopefully we do see some accountability and i i think that's like the black lives matter protests and everything that kind of happened after that was just a response of like at the least don't kill people Right. Don't kill people. Don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) And people, like, did not understand that, that there are black people being killed 
every every day at that time even probably still now and that's what those protests were about was we need change and we need it now and i think i saw this on a philip defranco but he he said that with george floyd um if we if there had not been a bystander who decided to film this with their camera would any of us have known that he you know put his knee on george floyd for as long as he did no no nobody would have and i mean to be honest like he ended up seeing that there was a camera there and he still did it right so i mean there's got to be accountability and th- I'm actually kind of thankful that people are recording for that accountability. And, and mm-hmm. I think to your point about what the Black Lives Matter people were saying is that was completely, absolutely unnecessary. There's no way you can argue that it was necessary. Right. So at this point, you know, we talked about, you know, all that he's going through. He's just in flight or fight mode. Yeah. Like, that's all that was. And... He was trying to tell the cops, like, I have music in my ears. I can't hear you. And they wouldn't give him space to listen. Um, Because, like, what I envisioned in this is, like, he has his earbuds in. He has the ski mask on. So when they come up and they're like, put your hands behind your back, he's trying to, like, he can't hear them either. Like, he's just in full disadvantage. And they are just manhandling him throwing him on the ground and he's like i didn't do anything and this this happened i don't remember if i think it was previous to this right but you you kind of had you know focused a lot on the deaf community and things like that and there Mm -hmm. was i i don't remember the details it's something that you might have to link or something but um i know there was a deaf person that the that ended up being killed by the police because he couldn't comply with commands mm-hmm. but he's deaf like you, right. he can't hear the commands mm-hmm. um and i remember the deaf community was so hurt by that because they're like this could be any of us right like what you got to have a better system mm-hmm. um and the same kind of goes for this too okay guys so i think right here is a good place to where we're gonna stop and we'll be back for part two um in part two we'll talk more about um what happened right after this event took place um as far as in the police department and in america so we're gonna hit that in the next part so stick around um i also wanted to say i I know I said Elijah's name a couple ways. Um, I believe it's Elijah McLean. Yep. Um, and I am sorry if I mispronounce it. I'm not good with words, and it's late. But that's not a good excuse, and I'm sorry. So. But you, you got it right. We cleared it up. Yep, Elijah McLean. So we will see you guys next time for part two. Peace. Bye. I just wanted to say I hope you enjoyed this video. If you like any of the content for Code 187, please click that subscribe button, that like button, that share button. 
help us out, help us grow. Um, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Um, yeah, check us out on there. Give us some ratings. Um, tell us what you think. We're also across every social media on Code187. So we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think that's it. Um, and of course, YouTube. So please, please, please subscribe um, if you like our content and spread the word. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.